I will answer you. This thing has been coming alive to me all week long. All I've been doing this week is resting and sitting with some feet. While I'm sitting there, it's just been coming alive to me. I've been preaching it to her. Call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Come to me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Last scripture, John 16, 13. These scriptures are preached by themselves, honestly. John 16 and verse number 13. John 16 and verse number 13. I'm going to bring it all together like gumbo when I'm finished. John 16, verse number 13. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. However, John 16, 13, however, when he, it's a word church, come on, let's get this word. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, mm -hmm, he will guide you. When he, the spirit of God, the Holy Ghost is not an it. He is a person. When he when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. Semicola. For he will not speak on his own authority. Come, pause. But whatever he hears, he will speak. Semicolon. What is he hearing? He's hearing the Father speak by the Spirit to the Son. Whatever he will speak, he only hears. Whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you. He will show you things to come. I'm going to read this verse again. And I'm going to be dealing with this. I'm going to sound like a broken record because I'm going to be heralding this verse for the next nine years. From 2021 to 2030, you're going to hear me. To the Lord, the latest call. I'm going to be echoing this verse, these verses for the next nine years. If i got to get them stenciled around this sanctuary, I'll do it. I'm going to be echoing this message. You're going to be repeating this message for the next nine years. I promise you. That's how in tune I hear the Lord today. I'm telling you. All right? Here, however... When he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever, that's right, number three, come on. He will speak. Whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. He will tell you things he will declare to you things to come. Lord, disturb us. In Jesus' name, amen. We're good. We're good. I'll let you know. I want to talk to you this morning from the subject, leading from the future. Leading 
from the future. I want you to take notes and hear me very carefully. Leading from the future. Don't allow anything to distract you as I share this word. Leading from the future. Leading from the future. How do we face the future? How do we face the future? We received during Passion Week tremendous insight and instructions. I do not waste time in this hour. This is not a time to waste time. So when I uh, am summoned by the Spirit of God to call a special gathering, it is a convocation for the saints. It's a time for us to come together. And the Spirit of God summoned us for Palm Sunday, Palm uh, Passion Week. Uh, we were in revival. And I want to encourage you, although it was strictly through our Facebook platform, uh, you can watch, re-watch the messages on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, youtube.com. You can watch the messages. I want to encourage you to re-watch what was shared, re-listen, even if you heard it, re-listen. I've been listening to those messages at least several times. Those messages and what God spoke to us in January in our New Year's revival. Uh, I would encourage you to re-listen to what Prophet Angie White, if you have not heard it, listen to what Prophet Angie White shared on Thursday of our Passion Week revival and what Pastor Gia shared on Friday. There's something that was reverberating in my heart when he released, and how many of you remember when he released that we have to prepare and strategize for the next 10, the next 20, the next 30 years. I have been challenged by that. I haven't even been having conversations with him saying, man, you messed me up with that. Because I normally think in decades, but he said we must have strategy for the next 10, the next 20, and the next 30 years. Are you hearing me? Okay. So if we're going to understand that, we have to then go from the future. How does that work? Jesus leads us from the future to the future. Jesus leads us from the future to the future. Jesus leads us from the future to the future. I have done extensive study and future studies and, uh, as a futurist for many years. Uh, and one of the things that they have said, and George Friedman has said it for years, that it is easier to predict and to determine what is going to happen in 100 years than what is going to happen in 10. And the reason being is because it is much more difficult to see five years down the road than five days. So uh, what we've been introduced to by this pandemic is zoomed in thinking. Everybody's been zooming, uh, but we've been zooming in. We've been zooming in. I want to challenge you this morning to zoom out. <laughs> I want to challenge you this morning to zoom out. So we're going to move, get that down. We're going to move from zooming in Zooming in to zooming out. Zooming out to zooming out. What are you saying, Bishop? When we move from zooming in, you got to just catch me in the spirit this morning. When we move from zooming in to zooming out, we have to move from looking at everything too close. Too close. Too close. We've been allowing the media. We've been allowing CNN. We've been looking at it too close. And because it's too close, we can't see it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And if you live strictly by noise, news, and nonsense, you're going to always be frustrated, agitated, distrait, uh, distracted, uh, and all the agitated, all the, all the taters. Because the time we're living in right now, uh, the news cannot tell you what's going to happen. They're just as confused as you. Their only job is to focus on one story to get you focused on it all day long. I'm not saying that we can't be informed. 
But what I'm saying is we have to also be mindful of what is forming us. And in this hour, we need to be formed by the Word of God and by the Spirit of God. And being formed by the Word of God and being formed by the Spirit of God means that we need a higher intelligence than just our IQ. I'm sorry to tell you, but your, your Harvard IQ is not going to help you in this season. It's good. And I'm all for intelligence. I'm intelligent. Uh, and as you know, we all are. We, we're a very uh, astute community. All right? But in this hour, there's some things only going to come by revelation. There's some things only going to come by you walking with the Lord. There's some things only going to come by you meditating day and night in the Spirit of God. Let's go to Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Hallelujah. So the Lord already stirred me. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Let's break this thing down. All right? Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. I quote it. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate in day and day and night. Okay? And what happens? This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate in it day and night. Then I will make thy way prosperous, and then you shall have good success. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate in it day and night. The word meditate there, the word meditate there, it is in the Hebrew a word picture of a cow chewing its cud. A cow chewing its cud. As the cows, uh, or as sheep, if you will, as sheep go and they graze by the grass, they eat some of the grass and they gnaw on it and they chew on it and they gnaw on it and they chew on it and they gnaw on it and they chew on it. And the more they chew and the more they gnaw, the more nutrients they absorb out of it. That's how we have to do with the Word of God now. You gotta gnaw on it and chew on it and gnaw on it and chew on it and gnaw on it and chew on it. So that you can absorb the nutrients and it can feed your spirit man, feed your inner man, feed your heart. And that's the reason why so many of us feel so depleted because we have a vitamin D deficiency and the vitamin D is doctrine because we have not been fed the word of God. What are you feeding on? Who's feeding you? What are you feasting on? Are you feasting from manna from heaven? Or are you feeding on manna of media? There's a difference, hallelujah, between the manna of media and the manna from above. The manna of media is gone just as soon as you hear it and as soon as you dissect it. But when you feast on manna from heaven, it will last. I'm going to tell you right now, no matter who's in office, no matter who's elected, no matter who comes in that house, no matter who goes out that house, no matter who goes in the palace, no matter who goes out the palace, no matter who's in place, no matter who's displaced, no matter who's out of place, God's word will still stand. God's word will stand when you're employed. God's word will stand when you're unemployed. God's word will stand when you're underemployed. God's word will stand when they owe you a raise. God's word will stand forever. Can we get back to standing on the word of God? Are we going to just stand on the premises or are we going to stand on the promises? I need somebody this morning that's going to stand on the word of God. Hallelujah! When we stand on the word of God, whether we know what is to come or not, it will stand. And I have been summoned by the Spirit of God. I've been summoned by 
remind us that we must stand on the word of God. Not the words of media, not the words of society, not the words of means. Those are wonderful things, but human wisdom can only get you but so far. We must have an encounter with God. And if this morning I'm making you uncomfortable, great. Because I'm telling you, by way of the Spirit of God, there's more shaking coming, there's more challenges coming, there's more turbulence coming, this is going to be a decade still of much turbulence, but through many dangers, toils, and snares, we have already overcome because we are standing on the promises of God. Hallelujah! And therefore, we do not, uh, we do not live like those who are simply guessing. And I was praying this week and I said, Lord, uh, show me, show me how we are to uh, walk out, uh, walk out uh, that which uh, you're saying uh, in this time. Show me. I don't want to rely just on secularism. That's, that, that has its place. That has its place. That has its place. But I want to make sure that I'm hearing from you. I want to hear you. I want to heed you. I want to hear you. I want to heed you. I want to make sure that I'm walking with you. I want to make sure I'm honoring you with you in my eyes. I want to make sure I'm not clicking the wrong stuff and liking the wrong stuff and privately uh, DMing the wrong stuff and the wrong people. I want to make sure that I'm not allowing perversion to be in my eyes and my sight and, and all kinds of stuff. I want to make sure. I want to make sure that I'm walking with the Lord. And this is this is a time that requires us to do that. So so how do we how do we how do we how do we lead from the future? How do we face the future? And this this thing that we've been wrestling with over the last few weeks to the future, moving from pandemic to possibility. Come on, let's go a step deeper. Uh, the Lord, verse Deuteronomy thirty-one and eight. He is the one who goes before you. He is the one who goes before you. We don't go before ourselves. He is the one that goes before us. And what happens? He will be with you. Oh my God. He will be with you. We just celebrated and we are in Easter tide. Uh, this is the second Sunday in Easter. It's not just regulated to a day. Uh, church history. Uh, we are still in the season of resurrection moving toward Pentecost. And one of the things that Jesus does after the resurrection, there's several things he does. He appears after the resurrection only to those who believed. Prior to resurrection, everyone saw him. But after the resurrection, only those who believed. And what does he do in the Gospels? He, he breathes on them. That's why I shared that clip yesterday about live again. I believe that God in this hour is going to breathe on us again. That's why this pandemic, this coronavirus is after the breath. Is after the breath. The enemy is after the breath. Hear me? The enemy is after the breath. And many of us, because of this last year, it feels as if we're out of breath. We find ourselves always feeling like we're out of time, out of things, out of this, out of that. But I'm telling you, God's going to release a fresh breath of his spirit, a fresh wind of his spirit in your life, in your heart, in your family, in your circumstance. Right now, receive a resuscitation from the Spirit of God in this hour and in this time. And many of you have felt as if uh, you're out of time, you're out of sync, you're in the born in the wrong time period. God made no mistakes. He made no mistakes in making sure that you were born in this hour. I tell my daughter every day, you were born in the greatest time in history. Whenever you see mass 
darkness, there is a precipitation for mass light. It cannot get bright until it first gets dark. Notice here. Uh, notice the prophet Jeremiah. As Moses tells him in Deuteronomy 31, as he's getting to the end of his journey. He's at the end of his journey. And one of the things, as I've said to you before, uh, the, the signs of a dead man are the discharge of duty. And as he is at the end of his journey, he tells them, the Lord, here's the one who goes before you. He's preparing them for his departure because Joshua's going to come and he's not going to lead them as they were used to. And there is, thank you, Holy Ghost, there is a change of the guards happening now. There's a change of the guards happening now. There's a change of the guards happening. That's why we've seen so many transitions in the body of Christ. So many leaders have been transitioning and will continue to. Because there's a changing of the guards happening. There is one generation that is transitioning. And there's another that's coming in. And I'm not just speaking about age here. I'm not speaking about age. I'm speaking about stage. Speaking about stage. There is a restaging. And it's going to be transgenerational. It's not going to just be younger. Uh, it's going to be seasoned with those who are older and those who are younger. Because according to Joel 2 and 28, uh, in the last days I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. Why does it not say that your old men shall see visions and your young men shall dream dreams? A dream is based off of the experience. You have to have had an experience to have a dream. A dream is based off of a preconceived understanding of what has transpired. So there has to have been a walk before for you to have a dream, to have an understanding of a possibility. That's why Dr. King, when he stood up, uh, literally, as he stood at the Washington Monument in 1963, one of my mentors was there. He declared and he did not say, I have a vision. He said, I have a dream. Why? Because a dream is to impregnate possibilities. You need to hear what I'm saying. A dream is to impregnate possibilities, even if you don't live through all of them. A dream is to impregnate possibilities. A vision gives you the ability to run with it. That's why Habakkuk 2 says, I'm, I'm teaching better than you talking. That's why Habakkuk 2 says, write the vision, make it plain, so that you do what? Run when you read it. You run with the vision. You are inspired and impregnated with a dream. A dream, therefore, has to be bigger than you because it encompasses other people. When you really study and you look at Joseph's dream in Genesis 37, you will find that even though they threw him in the pit for the dream, they really should have understood that they didn't have to get rid of them in the dream because in the dream that he had, he saw them in the dream, which meant that if he prospered, they would prosper too because they were connected to the prosperer. Mm. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? And I came to let you know, because you are connected to the Spirit of God, even when the pit comes, <laughs> even when the palace, uh, before the palace gets there, even when the pit comes, even when the prison comes, even when it feels as if you're in prison and the only incarcerated person is you in the imprisonment of your mind, God will not leave you. And I came to tell somebody this morning, you sometimes feel like in this last year of this pandemic, pandemonium, you sometimes feel like you've been 
been incarcerated internally. But I'm telling you right now, by the Spirit of Almighty God, you have not been incarcerated internally. God, by His Spirit, is preparing you and positioning you and bringing you into what He has promised and ordained. All you've got to do is believe that He's able to do exceedingly and abundantly, abundantly above. Thank you, Horace, my amen call. Abundantly above all you can ask and or think. All right, okay, let's, let's, let's move, let's move, let's move, let's move, let's move. If I can't get to all of this, I'll come back next week. You'll still be here, I'll be here. All right, the prophet Jeremiah says, call to me and I will answer you. Okay, call to me and I will answer you. It speaks to relationship. It doesn't mean, sorry, doesn't mean he's going to answer for everybody. One of my men called me the other day, uh, and, and he picked, and I picked up. Uh, he said, oh, it's good to hear your voice. I don't answer for everybody. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. All right. Call to me, and I will answer you. He's speaking to his people. And that's what now I love about God. When you call on him, we used to sing a song, when you call on Jesus, he will answer prayer. When you call him in the morning, he will answer prayer. There's something about when you call on God. Every now and then, even though I live and love my life dearly, I know that there's some times in the night when I cannot call on her because I do not want to be a disturber of her sleep. <laughs> So I, I have to make sure that I, I keep my landline open with the Lord. Because there's some moments in which I can't call on anyone. And even if I send the text out, they won't see it until the next morning or the next day. But when I call on Jesus, heaven is open 24-7, seven days a week. And I dare somebody this morning, under the sound of my voice, if we can get back to calling on the Lord Jesus. I know we've been calling on Biden, we've been calling on Harris, we've been calling on governors, we've been calling on prime ministers, we've been calling on presidents, we've been calling, but we need to call the king of kings, the president of presidents, the prime of the prime, the head of the head. We need to call yeah. on Jesus, yeah. but when we call on Jesus, he will answer, he will hear, he will come, he will be seen. Somebody type and shout the name Jesus. Jesus. Call to me, I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. So we are not to fear the unknown. We are to face the unknown. We are not, hey Andre, we are not to fear the unknown. We are to face the unknown. The unknown then is unknown to us. It is not unknown to God. So if we call on him, he positions us on time at the right time for what he's called us to do. And I came to tell somebody today, you're not too old for you to think that God is finished with you. I'm talking to somebody who's younger right now. You think you missed something and you're too old for it. The devil is a liar. God is redeeming the time. We are to face 
the unknown, not fear the unknown. I had stuff prepared and I ain't even touched it. Oh well. We are to fear. We're not to fear the unknown. We are to faith the unknown. Hear me, Kathleen. Come here. Come here. Let's go. Come here. Call to me and I will answer you. So when I call, hey, he'll answer. He'll answer. He'll answer. He'll answer. He'll answer. He'll answer. My daughter's coming to the age now where uh, when I walk in the room, sometimes she, she acts around and plays around. But when I walk in the room, when daddy comes in the room, I say, so, come. She'll get the crawler. Come to your father. She'll come. Why? Because I call. Do you hear him calling you? Mm. Do you hear him calling you? I don't hear it audibly. Yeah, but everything in your life ain't working right now. That's a call. <laughs> Do you hear him calling you? Yeah, but friction is happening right. That's a call. Mm. Do you hear him calling you? Yeah, but this ain't working out. That's a call. Are you able to recognize the calls of God? Are you able to recognize his handprints on you? Are you able to recognize his fingerprint on you? I was teaching someone the other day uh, about marriage. They're interested in it. They're asking about it. And I said to them, I explained to them, so marriage is like a fingerprint. Every marriage is different. It's like a fingerprint. It's like a fingerprint. There are distinctions. Now, the dysfunctions are common. I don't want to go there. <laughs> the dysfunctions are common. The dysfunctions are common. You can find a dis it's easy to spot a dysfunction. There's something I say, Lord Jesus, please. I drama free. Hallelujah. I'm waving the white flag. I don't don't, don't come now me. <laughs> okay. Dysfunctions are common. Dysfunctions are common, but distinctions are rare. Dysfunction is common, but distinctions are rare. God, is it possible that all of this shaking is to shake us out of our comfort zone to learn to trust again? Pastors, pastors who are listening, preachers who are listening, some pastors are always uh, listening to when we share. Uh, is it possible that God had to shake our budgets and shake everything else and shake the butts in our seats and shake everything else that we were used to, our buildings, our budgets, everything? To get us to walk with a limp again. To remember and to be reminded that it's not by how full our sanctuaries are, but if it's filled with his presence. Mm. I've had to relearn in the last year how to preach. Oh yeah, I've had to relearn how to shepherd because the curve caused us to shift. So are you going to try to hold on to a future that no longer exists? Or are you going to move with the Spirit of God? Call to me. 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 I'm almost through. Call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. How does this work? Once we call, then what? Now what, Bishop? I'm going to show you the now what. John's Gospel, chapter 16, verse 13. Here comes Jesus. I'm closing my Bible and show I'm really done. Here comes Jesus. And as Jesus comes, he's talking to his disciples. I'm about to finish this next week. He's coming to his disciples. And he has a conversation with his disciples. And as he has a conversation with his disciples, 
What does the Bible say? The Bible says, he looks at them and says, whenever he, who is he? The Holy Ghost. Whenever he, the spirit of truth comes. So I can close because I, I, I can keep going. Whenever he, the spirit of truth comes. Not the spirit of facts. The spirit of truth. Hear me say not the spirit of facts, the spirit of truth. When he, the spirit of truth comes, what's the difference? Facts can be subjective based upon a particular moment in time. That's why we cannot simply base faith off of factual things. Oh yeah, it's true, it's true, it's true. Uh, uh, it's true. Uh, sometimes, uh, financially, you'll look and see that things are not the way you might want them to be. And that has no idea. It has nothing to do with whether you make a six-figure salary or a three-figure salary or a one-figure salary. That has nothing to do with it. Because the people at the six are, are going through just as much as the ones at the one and the two. So, yes, it's true that things might not be the way they should be or the way you ought for them to be. But that does not mean that that is actually faith. You see, if that was the case, if I lived solely by facts, glory wouldn't exist. Because when we began and we stepped out on faith, there was no tangible evidence that it could actually be real. I remember vividly. I don't always remember when I was encouraged. I remember mostly when I was discouraged. Because when I was discouraged, I had to find God pull me out of the valley of my despair. And bring me into out of the mountain of my out of the valley of my despair and bring me into the mountain of my destiny and I only discovered that in my uh, in my in my discouraged moments and when I was bless you sister Lisa when I was in when I was in a discouraged moment I don't know who this is for when I was in a discouraged moment I was feeling so bad and you know how sometimes people can really lay it on you when you're feeling real bad anybody know what I'm talking about you're feeling bad already and Lord knows they can just throw something on you. It's like they threw acid on you. And I was feeling already feeling bad uh, because things weren't looking the way they were supposed to. And I was going through some challenges and was trying to build things. There's pain when you try to birth something. All my mothers, you know what I'm talking about. There's pain when you try to birth something. There's pain when you try to birth something. All my business folk, you know what I'm talking about. There's pain when you're trying to birth something. I was going through the growing pains of planting this work. And I'll never forget, I called a friend, and I thought he was going to encourage me. I left the call more discouraged than encouraged. And he said to me, give it up! This is only a figment of your imagination. My church plant has died. Yours won't last either. Mine didn't work. Yours won't work either. Give it up! Go on back home. Give it up. It's not going to work. And then he started telling me everything that didn't work. And I left that call discouraged. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sharing my testimony so you can be set free. I left that call discouraged. I was in college at the time, and back in those days by Wall Street, 
You can go to the Borders Bookstore by Wall Street, across the street from uh, Trinity Church, uh, Wall Street. And I would go down to that bookstore. Sometimes me and Johnny Manning, other Manning, would go down there. And I would get the magazines, because I was going through some really challenging seasons. I mean, nobody was inviting me, and I was itinerant at that time. No one was inviting me. I had dead spots in that moment. And that's why whenever I encourage young preachers to tell them all the time, you know, when people call you now, yeah, but it was a long time they didn't, okay? Uh, and so I was there, and I was in a dead spot in my ministry, and was in a drought. It was a drought now that I know it and see it. It was a drought that I needed by the Lord. And I was in a season, but when I was sitting there, then man over there, and we both were trying to make it. And I was sitting there, and we had enough for the dollar menu. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I was talking to somebody over there. I know McDonald's unhealthy and all that, but every now and then, sometimes I just go and get a, a strawberry banana smoothie and a french fry just to remember where God brought me from. Mm. Don't, ever, don't ever forget where God brought you from. But there was a time in my life when I would leave the sanctuary discouraged. We would only receive maybe two or three dollars. And me and Maddie would look and say, well, I got my dollar. How much you got? And me and Maddie and my brother would go to Dunkin' Donuts. Yep. And we'd get a donut apiece and walk out and say, it won't be like this always. I know what I'm talking about. I would go. I'm trying to cry. I would go to Borders and I would sit and I'd get the magazines and flip the magazines and look at the pictures. And man and I would take a little dollar hamburger. We used to go to McDonald's down by Broadway. We used to go to the one in Canarsie. Used to be an awesome market there. We used to go to the one in Canarsie. Yeah. And we would sit there. And someone blessed us with that. And we would sit there and we would say, we would sit there because we have money. So we would sit there. We have a dollar money. So we sit there and we would say, I said, oh, we're going to laugh about this. We would say that. We said, we're going to laugh. We're going to laugh. We're going to laugh. We're gonna laugh. I, said, I said to them, I said, I said, yeah, I said, you know, I said, I can see it now. We'd be sitting there in the car. We'd be sitting there, you know, we'd be sitting there. we're going to laugh about these days. Yep. And everybody said, it's a figment of your imagination because the facts said it was impossible. But the Spirit of God said, all things are possible to them that believe. And I came to tell somebody today as I close this message, the facts are saying right now is not looking good. This situation cannot change. This issue cannot change. But I want to tell you today that the faith of God, and I'm going to teach you uh, as we transition out of this, I'm going to deal with this one more Sunday, and then I'm going to shift into this series that God has given me. Because uh, I want to teach you on faith, and I've not really done it in this way. I've got about four or five messages that I want to teach you on faith, to build your faith. Because we've got to walk by faith and not by sight. I just said we've got to walk by faith. Don't even ignore them. You don't ignore the hard data, but you don't live by it. We've got to walk by faith and not by sight. To be able to trust God in the unknown. The Spirit of truth has come. And he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. Next week, I'm going to teach you how to face the future. Today, I just want to open you up to how to lead from the future. You lead from the future by understanding God in the past. What he has done. Because if you praise him for what he has done, 
it builds anticipation for what he's about to do. All right, for the next 10 seconds, I want to take a phrase, Brett. I want you right now just to open up your mouth and praise the Lord. I want you right now just to thank him for what he's done. I want you right now just to praise him for what he's done. I want you right now to bless him for what he's done. I want you right now to thank him that in the midst of what you're going through, he's still God, he's still in control. I want you right now to praise him that despite what's happening in your life, he still has a plan for you. That despite money might not be the way you want, despite family not being the way you want, despite relationships not being the way you want, oh, I thought I'd be married by this age. I thought I had a child by this age. I thought I had this by this age. I thought I had that by this age. Oh, God, I praise you anyhow. Lord. And I'm going to make, I'm going to make rivers in the desert. I'm going to bring water to dry places. 
And when there is a drought, a drought, a drought, a drought, a drought, a drought. I see many of you in a drought, 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 a drought. You look good, but you're in a drought. You post good, but you're in a drought. You filter good, but you're in a drought. You're in a drought, a drought, a drought. But I hear the Holy Ghost saying right now, I'm going to break that thing over. I'm going to break that thing over. There shall be acceleration in April. There shall be acceleration. 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 I prophesy to you right now. Every dry place. Every wounded place. Every fearful place. Water is coming. Water is coming. Water is coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I receive that for myself. Water's coming. Hallelujah. 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 We ain't just showing this right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. I feel the heaven going to open heaven quickly. I'm going to do it too quickly. Quickly. We ain't just showing this right now. Quickly, quickly give it up. Right now. I feel the Holy Ghost. Something's happening. Something's happening. Something's happening. Something's happening. Something's happening. Something's happening. That's right, Horace. Water's coming. That's right, just type in the water is coming. Water is coming, water is coming. Right now in New York, it's raining. I said, oh God, sometimes I don't let the rain. But I said, God, I thank you for the rain of your presence. 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 The rain of your presence right now. If you're in a drought, 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 this word is for you. This word is for you. You've been in a dry place. This word is for you. This word is for you. This word is for you. This is an unusual anointing. Not just, not just, I'm not talking just the tithe and the offering. This is an unusual anointing. I know faithful is going to be done. I know it's going to be done. I know it's going to be done on our website. You know the ways to give. Let's move. Let's move. Let's move. As you're doing it, you say water is coming. Water is coming. Water is coming. Water is coming. Water is coming right now. Right now, right now, right now, right now. Put that in my subject mind as I get. Water is coming. Hallelujah. Water is coming. Water, 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 water. Out of your belly shall flow rivers. Out of your belly shall flow rivers, 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 rivers of living water. Water is coming. Well, the man robbed God, get me and robbed me. But you say, where have you robbed me and tithe in his offering? You curse me, curse me, even as you rob me, even this whole nation. Bring me all the time into the storehouse, that I may, that there may be meat in my house. Improve me now. Give me say of the Lord of hosts. I will open you a window of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you shall not have room enough to receive. I will pour you out a blessing. Malachi said, I will pour you out a blessing that you shall not have room enough to receive. What does that mean? That means that the blessing is going to pour out of you. And the blessing is going to pour out of you. The Lord is going to pour out of you. Uh, Pastor Jay came years ago and said, there's a flow to the flow. There's a flow to the flow. Giving unlocks the flow to the flow. The flow to the flow. The flow to the flow. As you're hearing me under this anointing right now, I want you to serve. If you're giving your tithe, praise the Lord. That's 10% of your income. If you're giving an offering, that's fine. If you want to sow a special seed, that's fine. Pay forward, that's fine. Let's flow. Let's flow. Let's flow. Let's flow. Let's flow. I'm not going to rob you of an opportunity to be blessed. Quickly. You can do it via cash app, dollar sign, global fire now. Hallelujah. There's an anointing for it. There's an anointing for it. There's an anointing for it. Water is coming. Water is coming. What God? Water, 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 water. Water! Water is coming. We've got somebody water's getting ready to break it. Not too long from now. 
Hallelujah. And I'm telling you, uh, that, that's also something that's going to happen in the spirit. Things are going to be birthed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Anytime a baby's being born around you, God's going to birth something in you. Hey, glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory. Do you know the year my daughter was born, I birthed some things last year? Hallelujah. Every time I, I get excited, when somebody's doing something about to birth, something's going to birth in me. Hey, glory to God. Excuse me. Hallelujah. They didn't die if you watch. I'm going to calm down before I come home. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hey, glory. Excuse me. Why are you screaming? Because I just saw my future. Future's so bright, I got to borrow some sunglasses. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Did you hear what I said? I said, the future's so bright, I got to wear some sunglasses. I don't care what the newsman said. I don't care what the media man said. Media man is not my God. His Lord is not my God. Hallelujah. Calm down. Thank you, Jesus. Fire up. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I know some of y'all say, what's wrong with this man? Fire is my middle name. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you for your gifts. Thank you for your seed. Father, we bless. Dollar sign global fire now. Text global to 51400. Water's coming. Canada water's coming. Water's coming. Sheree water's coming. Hallelujah. Mother Williams water's coming. Uh, 51400 to global. Gotta do it online. You can do it online that way. You can go out PayPal, globalfinal.com. I'm Alice Water. Uh, Zell, globalfinal at gmail.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your gift sites. Thank you for your seed. This is good ground. You already know that. This is good ground. We're going to meet our goal. We have $8,000 goal for our faithful. We have $6,500, $1,500 left, and we're in overflow. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. I ain't worried about it. I ain't worried about it. Glory to God. I, I'm telling you now, I told my wife the other day, this past year was the first time I never lost sleep. 